Hi, and welcome to Untether.tv. I'm your host and founder, Rob Woodbridge. This is, of course, your single source for deciphering the mobile experience. I'm here today with Javier Soltero, who's the co-founder of a company called Accompli. It's an incredibly well thought out communications hub for your smartphone. But before I bring Javier on, uh, before he comes on, I would like to thank all of you that have contributed to Untether.tv through our Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash untether. I believe in the value for value model. So if you found some value, whatever it might be in what we do here and want to support independent content creation, head over and contribute there at, uh, you know, at patreon.com forward slash untether. Don't worry if you can't, we're still going to bring you the exact same stuff that we're doing right here, but hopefully we'll make a difference in your business. So at some point you will be able to contribute. Today's conversation is with Javier Soltero. He's the CEO of Accompli. He's a seasoned tech veteran, having been CEO and co-founder of a company called Hyperic. He's the, he was the CTO uh, of SaaS and application services at VMware, and most recently he was an entrepreneur in residence at Redpoint Ventures. Accompli is a, an amazing app that is more than just an email client. It has a calendar, it has contacts and documents built in for good reason. It's a big search engine as well for everything that has to do with your communications. The episode explains why I decided to focus on solving the mobile email challenge, which is huge, as well as why they took a year to beta test it and what the many challenges were, both technology and marketing and awareness making and all the kind of stuff that you would associate with this uh, in building this application. If you've declared email bankruptcy like I have, this might be the app that changes your mind. Here is Javier. Thank you for doing this live from San Francisco. Good morning. How are you? Yes, yes. Well, I'm great. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's great to be here. Well, uh, start with this. Is that, you know, the question, why, what was the inspiration to do this? You, you're, you're a founder, you're, you started another company before this, and then you look at the email problem and you say, hey, listen, there's a problem on mobile. Let's solve this. Why, why get into this space? Well, uh, a year into it, I, I guess I'm now beginning to be able to answer that question a little better. <laughs> if you'd asked me a year ago, I, I, I must admit I was struggling with, uh, uh, email was, was I didn't wake up one morning and say, you know what I want to do is I want to, you know, build a company around email. If anything, it was on the list of things that I didn't want to do. Oh, who does? Uh, because I, I knew that it was extraordinarily hard. Uh, the way we got to email uh, was we, you know, when I was at Redpoint, so I had been, as you mentioned, at, at uh, Redpoint Ventures as an entrepreneur in residence. It was a great experience to be able to spend a few months uh, uh, just thinking about new ideas, looking at, you know, get, getting kind of reinvigorated with the idea that, that uh, pursuing hard technology problems and building great businesses is something that I really enjoy doing. And as I was looking at different opportunities and different problem areas that I found interesting, I kept coming back to, so in the absence of a specific, I, I knew that I had certain uh, uh, core truths that I had uh, been living by. The first one was, well, look, uh, people nowadays are very smart and very equipped to make choices around the technology that they use. They, they have strong opinions about but not only devices, but the applications that they choose to use, both personal uh, as well as work ones. And that the next great set of software businesses were going to be built around that idea, around the idea that it starts with somebody uh, uh, making a informed and ideally passionate decision to adopt a product that they think is going to help them either live better or work better or whatever. Um, and the next thing was, as a, as a person who spent the better part of 20 years building businesses focused on 
uh, enterprise IT and where most of the problems are related to infrastructure problems and platform problems and what have you, I, I came out of VMware perhaps the most the largest recent success in, in sort of traditional enterprise uh, IT infrastructure companies, a tremendous company, uh, with this observation that there's just so much being thrown at enterprise IT that they really just don't have the, the cycles, right, to, to digest all this innovation that's being thrown at them and that ultimately the next big set of steps that we take to improve the way people work are going to come from, again, people making their own choices. Uh, and so again, in terms of what company I wanted to be involved with, well, num truth number one was it has to start with users picking the app uh, or the service uh, irrespective of whether their company forces them to use it. And two, that, that it is fundamentally an app or something that solves an end user problem as opposed to an infrastructure piece or some kind of plumbing component. Uh, uh, and so with those two truths in hand, I then realized that I know nothing about either of them, right? Like my career has been uh, first as a software engineer and then later as an uh, entrepreneur and CEO, building products for IT that were mostly plumbing products. In fact, they were, they were plumbing products. They were not mostly plumbing products. They're, mo they're, they're plumbing products. All the way back from Netscape uh, uh, through Hyperic, everything I did uh, uh, was plumbing. And, uh, you know, okay, so I'm a master plumber who's now attempting to offer advice on interior decorating. Uh, and that is uh, generally not something that people, you know, you don't want your plumber offering you tips on how to decorate your house. Uh, so I had to round up a team. Uh, I knew that whatever I chose to do, it would require a, di a different balance, I guess, of not only infrastructure expertise, but also uh, uh, the ability to build uh, uh, uh you know, aesthetically pleasing, beautiful products that uh, that people again would choose. Uh, how we got to email was, you know, I started thinking as I, I tried to sort of pick apart the different aspects of of, of what I saw, see as the forces that are changing uh, the technology landscape, in particular at work. I, I I do this picture on my on my whiteboard in my office that had you know a little person on the left and then sort of a a, a nerdy dude with like a, a tie on the right uh, uh, and so one was the end user and the other one was the IT person and, and the, the picture was look you know we went from a world in which your company gave you everything you needed to do work with so you need a computer here's your computer you need a phone here's your phone you need apps here's your apps etc into a world where now users are showing up at work with not only their own personal devices but more importantly their own sets of apps that they want to use um, and uh, in the middle of that, I drew this kind of big explosion. I just, I kind of like drawing and stuff like that. So I drew this big sort of explosion, visualizing these two things as kind of a collision course between traditional enterprise IT and what people call personal IT. Uh, and I said, look, that breaks, wherever things break, there's bound to be interesting right. opportunities. And as I picked apart the various aspects of that problem, which range from identity issues to workflow issues, etc. I realized that the only thing that was uh, sort of a common technology thread across both of those worlds was actually email. It's in use uh, by over 800 million people and it continues to grow at a spectacular pace. Uh, it is the cornerstone through which business is conducted in this planet. Uh, and uh, you know the, the, the thing that really got us 
to what became Accompli was this very simple observation that today uh, the email experience on mobile in particular is focused around you sort of triaging and kind of moving things out of the way and nobody's really tackling the opportunity to make this uh, ubiquitous and fundamentally open medium better suited for these uh, uh, supercomputers that we now all have in our pockets. So that's how we got to email. So the idea, I mean, because most of the solutions that are out there, most of the emails that I've looked at, the programs that I've looked at, downloaded, played with, uh, you know, tried to adopt, then deleted, um, are because of that. It's 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 a focus on cleaning out my inbox, but, you know, pushing it out till tomorrow or three days from now or archiving it. But it's not, you know, um, I, I look at these devices, at least I did until I, I downloaded your software as, as a way to kind of triage what was going on outside in the real world. And then when I got back to my desktop, then I would deal with it. But then as my emails accumulate five, six, seven hundred unread messages, I declared email bankruptcy, right? Like I, that's, that's a common thing. Yeah. And I, you know, so this this has really kind of helped. Uh, bring that under control. I'm still bankrupt in email, and you know, response doesn't come in 24 hours, which is no uh, one company can solve that. But it's no. definitely it's a problem that is that is worth solving, and 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 it's hard, right? It's hard. It's hard technically. Yeah. It's hard because email is subject to a very uh, uh, kaleidoscope of different usage patterns. There, there's you know, everybody does it differently. I I'm not an inbox zero guy. I'm an inbox. 20 person give or take <laughs> like if you're in my inbox it means i've got to deal with it and it's 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 something that i'm purposefully leaving in there i'm not tormented by the fact that i have things in my inbox and i actually i posit that for all the people who claim uh you know that the e that email is a flawed medium because of email overload i'd say that the the bottom line is they're in some way they're doing it wrong right like even ceos of major corporations heck arguably the the president of the united states who also uses email uh, um, if his email is under is is out of control it's it's mostly because he's doing it wrong and it's not email's fault right it's probably because in in a lot of ways uh, you maybe have designed the wrong organization, right? And if the CEO of Ford Motor Company is getting copied on every single email for every decision that every person is making throughout the organization, email isn't the issue. Ford is the issue, right? So it's a great uh, observation because it's true. Nothing can save you if that's happening. Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, uh, so in going back to this idea of, of tackling, you know, as, as a person who, along with my two other co-founders, we've had the, the, the privilege of, of being part of very successful companies. We said, look, if we're going to go build something again, knowing that this takes a lot of time and that it's very hard, let's pick something that's, that's hard enough to make it worth it. And believe me, as I mentioned <laughs> before we got started, it, it, you know, everything from comments about our choice of misspelled French word as a name to our choice of font color and just about every other aspect of our app is scrutinized uh, uh, lovingly by by most people and and it's something you have to be ready for was there what what else was on the table when you were looking at earth changing technologies that you you considered to build all ultimately related to email and all ultimately uh, uh, part of the fundamental vision of Accompli. I think the subject of identity is extraordinarily interesting. Uh, I think that in a world where you start providing your own technology and showing up at work with it, it's important to be able to have you be in better control of where, what the anchor point for all those different services is and give you the ability as, as the workplace becomes more fluid to move in and out of there and have a better separation between your data and your employer's data. 
Uh, so there's that. I find uh, uh, the, pa the, the, the task of, of kind of notification uh, uh, and these fundamental, so, so email has these three very critical roles uh, uh, in the workplace. The, the first one is obviously, you know, this notion of identity that you're, you're, you log in to services, both corporate provided and otherwise, with an email address and some password, right? Uh, the second is this workflow aspect. Every single business workflow, whether it's a workflow that is implicit in, a, in an application that you're using or just a, a sort of behavioral workflow where it's like, hey, how do you approve a purchase order? Oh, well, you send it to Susan and via email and Susan figures out how to get, get you paid. Like, there's so many different types of, of business workflows that are dependent on this medium. And then the third is this idea that notification, uh, uh, you know, both from other people as well as from other systems, uh, uh, the best place for that, those notifications to arrive is your inbox because it is a sort of a junction point for a number of different places. So everything that's good about it is also what makes it bad, and that's sort of the perverse logic of trying to fix that. It certainly is. It certainly is big, and it's a very competitive market, right? Yeah. My goodness, like, you know, not only is there incumbents that are installed on the devices that every one of us carry, right? So from iOS down to Android with Gmail, yep. there's there's Gmail as a client, there's Gmail as a web service, there's all these other different uh, competitive pieces. Like, how do, how do you stand out? How do you how do you build a product that is uh, unique enough? And that you can actually voice the unique nature of this the application when when the world has already got an email client installed. You start great question. You start by being very clear on who you're targeting as a user. You you say, look, uh, uh, email remains the fundamental communications tool for business users. Right. Uh, Consumers arguably have moved on to many other things like uh, Facebook and you know any number of other sort of uh, uh, more intimate, uh, uh, arguably closed ways in which people can communicate with each other. Uh, and then you say, okay, well, so for business users, that's great. And then you start with a very explicit problem statement uh, uh, and, and, and a proposed solution that guides every aspect of the feature design, everything about how you market it. And for us, it was, as I mentioned a second ago, how do you turn this device into a better emailing, you know, something that lets you actually do more instead of simply deferring or archiving or deleting. Um, and in order to answer that question, you have to ask people, well, why is it that you don't do as much email from your phone? And so I'm curious, now that I have you here captive, um, give me three reasons. Don't overthink them, but three reasons why you don't do as much email from your phone. Uh, I'm curious to see if you, you get the same ones we got. Yeah, I think the first one is, uh, is I have limited amount of time. So uh, when I'm when I'm checking my phone, it's it's typically uh, you know in line somewhere, it's on the way somewhere, it's while I'm killing time. So I always think that you know it, this requires more time for me to respond to. So I'm just going to put it off until I well, get to it. Why? Okay. So, but why does it require more time? Because I think it's 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 psychological. It's, absolutely. Uh, so why does it take? Like I I, I why see this email? I'll give you an example. Yeah. We're setting up this this uh, this chat that we're having now, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, I send you an email, say, "Hey, Rob, what time works for you? Would you respond to that email from your phone?" I would. I would. Uh, that's because it's me. Yeah. Or because you have a compliment. That's right. It's because I can then flip over to my calendar right away and see that I have open time. Right. So, so you get what? I'm, so yeah. what we did was we said, "Look, give you know three three reasons." The the first one is very obvious. 
Typing is hard. Yeah, yeah. Typing on these devices is very hard. And, uh, uh, and it's going to stay, if you talk about strictly a keyboard-based input, it's going to continue to be hard. Physical keyboards, the, the world has spoken, right? Like uh, uh, the market for phones with physical keyboards is a niche market that may continue to exist for some time, but if that's what you're banking on, the only thing a physical keyboard allows us to do is to send more longer emails, which no one wants. Uh, uh, so that's not it. So the first one is basically, yeah, composing anything but the simplest message is very hard. Right. The second one is finding things is very hard. So if your email account is your sort of repository or your personal knowledge base, uh, your ability to refer back to information uh, in that account quickly for whatever purpose brutal. is very important. Yeah, and and you know, experience. search has been hopelessly broken on mobile phones for a long time. More importantly, the traditional search model of typing keywords into a text box, well, it requires typing. And I just told you rule number one is typing is hard. So that's obviously broken. And then the third one is this idea that email is a communications medium that leads to data and actions that are in other apps or in other places on your phone. You don't notice that on the desktop because on a desktop system you have windows and tabs and mice and you have the whole input model uh, and a way of, of doing parallel tasks that, you know, since the dawn of Windows 95 at least, you've been able to do that, you know, very effectively and kind of switching back and forth between things. So when you get an email and you have to look something up in, say, your calendar, you don't notice that in your uh, desktop experience nearly as much as you do uh, on a phone. On a phone, you have to basically double tap and switch apps and go look for stuff. And so these three things, like, Typing is hard, finding things is hard, and app switching is hard. All combine into this beautiful mess that makes it makes people really unwilling to do more email directly from the phone. Uh, so the solution is to build an email app, a, a beautiful, familiar email app that is fast and has you no more than one gesture away from the right data and the right actions in order for you to process that message, right? Uh, and, and whatever that means. And so that's what led ultimately to what you see today in Accomplice. Did you guys do a lot of uh, research on this? Who did you talk to? Did you do case study or uh, surveys and, and, and We did that? surveys and, and that actually plays into sort of the time period for, you know, we, we had a, 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 you know, we had some of our own opinions when, when Kevin, JJ and I uh, started getting together to, 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 you know, go from that problem statement that I just described and more towards a solution. We all said, well, look, uh, uh, let's talk about, you know, what are the, the obvious aspects of, of pain here? And the first one that came up was, well, there's a lot of pain around calendar invitations and calendar interactions in general on the mobile phone are just really, really bad. And arguably, they're really bad on the desktop, too. Like, somehow the calendar is just... Uh, the, the invitation process in particular, calendars are fine. It's the actual interaction with calendaring and other people that's really, really, really broken. Um, and so we said, look, if, if, the, if, cal if, if email is the medium through which calendar interactions travel, then, you know, let's, let's find different ways in which uh, this is broken. And so we came up with our own handful of ideas, which include things that are in the product today, like your ability to send your availability uh, to someone by just visually tapping uh, specific slots on your phone, or the ability to accept calendar invites in one press because you can tell immediately that you are or aren't available, that kind so of thing. So good. Yeah, I know. So those so are good. things. 
yeah. that 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 we felt were pretty obvious. We we did in fact go talk to. We started with a dozen people, then a couple dozen. Everybody's got opinions on email, so getting people to give you feedback on this subject at least is. Well, it's a lot easier than getting them to give you feedback on IT infrastructure stuff. That's for sure. <laughs> no uh, uh, so we heard uh, in the initial thing we showed people was the availability and calendar invite accept behavior, and the immediate response was, "That is awesome. Please build it. And by the way, please make a full calendar out of it," which we had no intention of doing originally. So the idea that Accompli today has a full-fledged calendar inside it was not our plan because a calendar uh, client is an extraordinarily complicated piece of software. Underneath that, part of the reason why it sucks so bad is because underneath the, the simple logic of you visually displaying an agenda and handling you know, invites back and forth is issues with time zones, issues with recurrence, issues with delegation. There's a range uh, arguably, Microsoft Exchange is still the dominant communication and collaboration platform because they've invested a tremendous amount of time into building the calendar interaction that people have simply accepted as the way in which calendaring is done. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So. That, that gives you a sense of how we got to that. So, I mean, it's very complex to bring all of these things in. There's a natural uh, connectivity, like the natural tissue that connects all of these things. But right. what we're seeing lately is this kind of unbundling, the simplicity thing that is happening, right? A lot, a lot of complex apps like Facebook are just saying, okay, no, that is a standalone app. You know, even Foursquare is now splitting into two different apps because yep. it's too confusing because the... So a lot of these companies are doing that. And, uh, you know, is that, you know, you're going against the grain? Um, do you feel like you're going against the grain? Why make something a little bit more complex when everybody's moving to simplicity in mobile? That's a great question and I'm glad you mentioned I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about this kind of growing discussion about unbundling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there's one app in your phone that is the best example of why bundling is important and why certain things cannot be taken apart uh, it's the phone app so if you open the phone app in your uh, in your iOS or even arguably your Android device you'll notice that at the bottom the phone app is a combination of tools it's a phone dialer a VIP slash favorites mm -hmm. demarcator if that's an even even a word it is it's now a, it's a voicemail app and it's your contacts app so it is actually four different apps rolled into one and there is no chance no chance whatsoever that that's gonna get unbundled and the reason for that is because when you use your phone your phone is a communication, the, the phone app is a communications tool, and you need to be close enough to all those things. I never open the contacts app. I open the contacts app through the phone dialer. Uh, uh, so this is an example of where uh, uh, un, you know, bundling makes a tremendous amount of sense and where arguably Apple, as the company that introduced this kind of split apart uh, uh, mail, calendar, contacts, notes, etc. app uh, made a choice that in a, at least for business users and productivity oriented people is extraordinarily inconvenient. I, 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 I'm hesitant to to say that they sort of you know they don't know, they, they study they have better data they make uh, uh, you know very informed decisions around their designs and their app choices and so forth in this particular case and particularly based on the feedback we've gotten so far we feel they kind of got it wrong so uh, uh, there's a know, natural uh, bundle here 
That's what. Yeah. yeah. And and we'll see. You know, a, the bundling has its limits too, right? So if you look at the Facebook app, the Facebook app today is. You know, Facebook is also a platform in its own right. So realistically, Facebook couldn't possibly explore the richness of their entire web interface onto the mobile app because they have external apps inside of Facebook that aren't even published by Facebook itself. So this choice that they're toying with about separating things out uh, uh, makes a lot of sense for them. Uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. So, I mean, there must be technical challenges that you have in building this, right? So, uh, you know, there are companies that spend wow. years. Yeah, well, they spend years building just an email client. And then there are yep. companies that, 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 you know, that I love that are building just calendar clients. And then there are companies that are building contact clients. And then there are companies that are building applications that mine all of this information and bring you your documents, right? Yep. So four separate, separate different companies, a bunch of companies in those categories, um, and you decided to build them all and put them into one application. Talk about the complexities around around the development of that. So before I talk about the complexity, I want to make sure that your, your viewers and listeners know that the reason we made that choice was because we started from the point of view of a workflow. We said when people get an invite for a calendar event in their email, it's extraordinarily inconvenient to go switch out of that and right. into the calendar app to, de to decide whether they're even free or busy and they can actually accept it, right? So uh, uh, for every decision that led to this ultimate, uh, the combination of capabilities that you see in Accompli, it was made with a specific workflow in mind and not with this kind of uh, uh, best of hey, this, we we weren't sitting here sort of debating what the best of breed calendar experience is. It's it's more about what's the best of breed workflow. Um, from a technical perspective, uh, one of the things that's extraordinarily hard about doing anything in calendar or email, and I'll start with email because in that in this sense it's it's harder. Um, is this is the only class of app that you can choose to build where people show up at your doorstep with a with giant suitcases filled with data that you did not have any part in sort of building or or controlling or 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 anything right like you're going to have uh here's a very amusing uh, uh story so early parts of the beta we start expanding it to you know try out different people here in our office for example and one of the people who signed up to test us uh, you know out uh, had a UK Gmail account. What happens is when they activate our app and our app starts talking to Gmail, uh, well, the G Gmail, the, the trash folder in the UK Gmail system is called the bin, uh, <laughs> not the trash folder. So, and so, you know, you could, you could sit, I could enumerate hundreds of these kinds of interesting both platform idiosyncrasies as well as uh, content idiosyncrasies that make the task of getting to a bare bone, for, before you start adding special sauce, you have to have a functional email client that is trustable, right? In other words, I sent an email to you, we're, we're past the days where you can claim that you didn't get that, <laughs> right? Like email gets to where it's going. Shh, don't Say, tell anybody that, that's my I, excuse. I, <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> unless it's a typo, but uh, <laughs> you know, in order for somebody to commit to an email client, they have to get to that level of trust, which again is a very hard place to get to uh, uh, for technical reasons. You, you really, if you mess up once, you know, somebody's gonna say, I don't, even in a trial period, right? Even when we're trying to validate some of these concepts, we want people to live with the app, 
and we're asking business people to, you know, do a science experiment and use this app for their real-life business accounts. And listen, it's a very big thing to ask for, right? Because somebody who's in sales, who's using a, an early version of Accompli to send an email, the email doesn't get out, or all of a sudden the email recipient gets nine copies of it because of some bug in the system. Those kinds of things are really, really hard, and it takes a tremendous amount of technical uh, uh, skill and, and really patience and iteration to get to that. So it's a very, 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 very hard problem to solve. Um, we're in the process of building our Android app and uh, we are actually, curiously enough, as of this week, the goal is I have an XS5 phone and I have to live with the still very early state <laughs> of our Android app on this phone because the only way that we validate that stuff is working is by using it, you don't say, oh, yes, it's all complete. No, you got to put it in the hands of tons and tons of people to be able to make sure that that works. And it is hard. Well, I mean, I, I read that you guys um, moved away from IMAP or you, you built your own protocol in order to be able to use the do the email client. Yeah. So email is built around uh, a set of protocols. Uh, the basic ones are basically 30 years old at this point. Um, some of them are newer. None of them are suitable for mobile devices. They are uh, extraordinarily chatty. They're very heavy weight. They, are, uh, they can be insecure depending on how they're deployed. Um, and they don't respond well to the intermittent connectivity and the variance in bandwidth that is built into a mobile device. Uh, as a result, you get an experience for a user, in particular a business user who's dependent on timely access to email that is, okay, launch the app, waiting, syncing, getting, connecting, blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, when realistically what you want to do is open the app and have stuff be there, right? Uh, and so in order to solve that problem, we had to basically tackle the task of figuring out how to create a better interaction between uh, the email service that is hosting the email and is responsible for uh, being the source of truth when it comes to your email account or mine and the device and that involved the creation of a very limited amount of infrastructure that is designed to help deliver mail down to the device efficiently as well as uh, provide for certain capabilities like you know very powerful search that that doesn't exist in the email system uh, uh, as it is. So that's that's based on you know how how we built the product. So how do you decide to go down that route? Like there's a there's a there's an okay solution which is existing protocols, uh, but you know that it's it's as you said it's heavy. It's it consumes a lot of battery. It's chatty. Um, and then there's deciding that you have to build something in the middle of that in order to be able right. to facilitate this. How do you make that decision? And how far in did you make that decision? Not lightly. We made it very early. I think the starting point for that is having two co-founders and a early engineering team that has experience building right. the system of record. So uh, uh, my two co-founders and uh, our early engineers all came from a company called Zimbra, which uh, built a uh, uh, to date the most credible contender to displace Microsoft Exchange uh, in business and in the public sector. Uh, Zimbra was acquired by Yahoo and then later acquired from Yahoo by VMware. Uh, the experience that they had in building the the system of record led them to a very clear understanding that in order to fulfill the capabilities, again, this all starts. 
with how do we enable these workflows that we've kind of envisioned for this app? Well, you can't unless you have some kind of intermediary uh, uh, technology that, that makes those workflows possible, right? Uh, um, it's in, in no way something that we took lightly because we recognize that in particular as you target business users, you have to be very transparent and clear about how you're approaching their, you know, email is, you know, your corporate email isn't owned by you, it's owned by your employer, same with, with mine, right? Um, so being able to address not the technical part in a sense it's, is, is the easy part. Uh, the 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 security and the sort of the policy and privacy part of that is is the much harder part to get right and it's something that we are embarking on in part because we've been trusted you know our team has been entrusted with providing email services for high-grade enterprises public sector agencies as well as educational institutions uh, to the tune of tens of millions of users that are still to this day running their code so we know enough about it to be very, very sort of prudent about how to go about it. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like this is the perfect team solving this problem, right? I don't, yeah. I don't know that you could ask for a better, uh, you know, group of people that have this expertise to be able to see that. It's, it's uh, I'm blessed to be working with a team of people that combine that kind of skill set with the ability to build a very compelling user experience on the client. Ultimately, a user that chooses to use Accompli uh, is going to pay limited attention to they don't really care about the scale. They're they're going to give us a lot of uh, uh, you know affordances in terms of well, you have to build trust, right? And so just like we all have trust in Dropbox and Google and a range of other companies, Accompli has to get to that uh, uh, same place. And in order to get there, you have to start with an amazing user experience. You could build all the sort of you know tr uh, management and security goodies that you could want. And ultimately, if your user experience is not up to the task, well, people are just not going to choose your stuff, right? And I want to talk about that because I want to talk about the year that it took to kind of build this out and, and sure. how, how you've marketed this as well and, and, and during your launch process, which you're just in the middle of. But I want yep. to ask one question before that just popped up into my mind is that, like, do you, do you think about adding components to, to the software? Like, you know, so now that you've, you've got email and you've got calendaring and documents and, and contacts, there is that layer of instant communication, so Snapchat-like yeah. uh, services, you know, instant messaging. Do you think that, that there's room for that in this, or do you, just, do you just hold tight to the four things you've got in there? I mean, I think that there's room for more things. Um, I maintain, I should say, we as a company, because we've talked about this extensively from the sure. very beginning. Uh, maybe when we first started we had this idea that there was a lot of integration problems associated with email on mobile that needed to be solved what i think i've learned in the last month in particular since we've had more active use and this tremendous amount of uh, uh, feedback and support and questions and just everything we could have ever dreamed of and more in terms of successfully launching a product of this type has happened um, there is enough to be solved yet in the core email, in that sort of core email calendaring files and contacts experience that we're probably going to stick to that and perfect that. People have more pain there than they do in making it easy to send emails from Accompli into Salesforce.com or from Accompli into Evernote or any of these other things, right? Uh, um, 
the I mean these are things that may come up later but in reality uh, uh, there is tremendous amount of polish and really amazing mobile centric things that we have in store for just the things that we have today yeah and I think you got to contain that vision or else you can get it can get a little unwieldy. and then you get into this unbundling yeah. thing right like uh, 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 you could argue and Microsoft certainly believes this that uh, the PIM elements, what, what was called PIM back in the Outlook days, a personal, personal information manager, uh, uh, should have never been unbundled. And so that Outlook today is a single bundled dinosaur giant app for the desktop, right? Uh, um, and, and it's in use by hundreds and hundreds of millions of happy PC users today, right? So uh, I think these are things, uh, overloading it. Notice we don't have tasks, for yes. example. Yeah. Uh, um, that may come up, uh, uh, so we have some some cool ideas in store for that. But even tasks, these are not universally used. But do you use tasks inside of Outlook in the days that you've used Outlook? No, 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 no. You know, to-do lists, all these things, uh, uh, they're not part of the core communications experience. So we have to figure out how to how to stick to that. Oh, it's it's fascinating. Well, I mean, part of part of the process that you went through was that you took a kind of a year to roll this out before you launched this this past uh, late winter. Um, yeah. and, and so, you know, what was that one year? Why did, why go through that process? Was this just really about testing and, and, and user case scenarios and making sure that it functions? Um, but it just seems like a slow rollout. Uh, I, I worked, you know, the company, the last company I ran was a company called Rove and it took us, no, not a word of a lie, we had a very complex problem that was a very big piece of software for mobile. and. Mm -hmm. We went a year between releases and it was killing me, right? A year between releases. It was a very That's complex awesome. process. But, but, um, but uh, so I understand what, what it means to do, go through this, but why go through that one year? Uh, the, so the first part is the nature of the problem makes it such that you have to recruit a lot. You have to see a tremendous amount of data flow through the system in order to validate that it works correctly. Uh, um, this comes all the way from like message rendering. So, hey, somebody sent you, you you're subscribed to some service that sends crappily formatted HTML messages, uh, which you often like to read on your phone. Well, you know, I'd love to be all W3C on you here and, and proclaim standard compliance in HTML and all that, but the reality is the user doesn't care about that. They're just like, hey, this is the email from my gym with the monthly newsletter and it looks like crap. Uh, we have no control over how the source system uh, assembles that message. It's our job to figure out how to make sure that the rendering experience, uh, uh, even while we're building on top of things like WebKit and so forth inside of iOS, uh, is, is consistent. So that problem is one aspect of it. The second is just validating this, getting to this level of this is a trusted, reliable email app. Absent all the other goodies, this thing can send and receive emails reliably. I will not be betrayed by this app. Takes usage that extends beyond the number of people uh, in the company. Um, and then as far as the bake time, we did a lot of experimentation. I mean, you mentioned you, you started using Accompli, sorry, uh, a little, uh, uh, you know, somewhere around February. Um, you know, we, we did a lot of experimentation on various types of UI metaphors and uh, various color schemes, various uh, uh, fonts, different ways in which uh, uh, the information that is, you know, an email client is fundamentally a, a time-ordered list of messages and a composed screen and uh, not much more than that. Um, 
the accompli specific goodies uh, uh, have been expressed inside of the app across that one year beta period in different ways, uh, it, which led ultimately to what you see today, which is that bottom bar that allows you to switch between the different modes. Uh, previously, there were in this this concept of a panel that you'd pull out, uh, uh, you know, a lot of different things. So, so really trialing a lot of that while we built out the infrastructure. This has been, you know, I personally wrote the first uh, backend, uh, uh, you know, service that that became Accompli. So there's there's some of my code in there too, which is kind of it's a really troubling thought for me. <laughs> You know, my, my I enjoyed every second of it, I will confess. I, I still love writing code, and it's a big part of, of what I enjoy about being, you know, in the technology space. Um, but, yeah, you're bringing to life a back-end service and an app simultaneously, and, and you're trying to say, hey, there's got, it's got to be stable enough for me to use it every day. Oh, and by the way, you've got to make it special, because otherwise, why am I even bothering to try this, right? So, uh, uh you, the, the sausage making, if you will, of what, you know, what, what is now hopefully a delicious sausage feast in Accompli is, was, was pretty messy uh, uh, and something that was greatly aided by having that many people during that time. How did you know when it was ready? Uh, it's not ready. We knew it was ready. How did we know? Um, we had decided that we needed to get not only the core email experience, but also the calendar experience, the files experience, and the people experience to a certain degree of quality uh, and polish before we uh, uh, officially released the app onto the App Store. Uh, the process of l coming to the point where we said it's ready was uh, uh, something that we ended up getting comfortable with closer to February. So one, one forcing function that we employed was we said, well, we've been operating in stealth for the better part of a year, and we're really running out of ways in which we can sort of pretend like we're not we're building an email client here, and also swearing early beta testers to secrecy and all this kind of stuff. Uh, um, in announcing the company on February 20th, we put a stake in the ground that gave us the opportunity to say, here's who we are, here's what we're building, and here's why. The feedback we got from that launch, which was a company announcement really, it wasn't a release of a product or anything, was so unbelievably strong that it basically said, okay, it's, it's time to kind of not land the plane, but it's time to shore up the things that are in there uh, uh, you know, basically bolt things down, make sure the app is at, a, at an appropriate level of quality, and then start the process of app store submissions. As, as maybe uh, uh, some of your, your listeners and viewers know, uh, uh, you're not in real control over uh, the release of software in a iOS world in particular is subject to a, at times, arbitrary length of time before Apple actually lets the stuff show up on the store. I mean, we're revving uh, uh, our product daily and I'm using uh, the development build that changes literally every time somebody uh, 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 pushes code we 
basically re-roll the entire infrastructure and Javier has a new email client, right? Wow. So, I mean, these kinds of things, that kind of continuous integration taken to a almost maniacal level is also part of how we can figure out a way to move even faster. And we've, we just released, uh, I should say, Apple finally just released an update to Accompli uh, on the App Store on Saturday or Friday. Uh, which fixed a number of, of rendering issues, speed issues, added sounds. It was a lot of stuff that was in there. Um, so we're, you'll, it's I continual. Mean, you're see every two weeks, there's going to be something else in there uh, that's going to be uh, uh, you know, a significant step forward in terms of functionality as well as instability, which is great. Well, let me let me ask you a, a, a brief question here before we, sure. we wrap it up. It's it's around the marketing of this and the awareness making for this. And and sure. was there anything that you learned during this process uh, that can help the people who are watching this or listening to this based on your experience of marketing something like this and getting awareness and pushing it out and and taking a year to build this out? I mean, how did you launch this and and what what worked for you guys? Um. Hard to answer that briefly. I'd say staying true to the core principles that guide the product, so the three things I just told you and kind of like the why does this product even matter and being able to answer that it starts back nicely in a way that you should be, you should get vigorous head nodding from whoever you tell this to is, is sort of the, the for, you know, how, how this all uh, needs to play out. Uh, that tells you that you're on message. Uh, and you need to build in your entire marketing experience and your 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 language and all that kind of stuff uh, around a very simple set of of concepts that say this is what we do, this is why we do it. Here's what matters. Here's why it matters to you. Um, and then I think uh, uh, the other thing we did, which was very very good for us, was the videos. Right? Like I don't know. You, I assume yeah. you've seen them. Yeah. Now we invested a significant amount into those videos in part because as we come into a crowded field with tons of uh, other competition, we wanted to produce the the most compelling uh, uh, way of explaining why this product mattered. Everybody has an, a built-in email client on their on their phone, right? So you, I'll give you 90 seconds to explain to me what what why I care, right? Like what is this about? Uh, um, and telling a story and and building marketing uh, uh, co collateral marketing copy around. Uh, scenarios that people can relate to. So one of them is in the video, for example. So, hey, you're uh, you're a business. You're you're in sales, and you're about to board an air an airplane, and you get an email from a customer that is upset, um, and you have to you know respond to them before the the flight attendant tells you to turn on your phone, take off. Uh, uh, how do you deal with that, right? Like these are things, scenarios that you don't have to go and do a fancy video with it, but being able to produce that and translate that into marketing is very powerful. Yeah, I mean it was. I saw the video and immediately it's the guy walking through his day about uh, how how he accomplishes things with uh, yeah with the app. Yeah. Um, uh, Javier, I know you you've got to go. What uh, aside from what you use uh, right now, aside from your own product, is there an app that you you are addicted to? The thing that you will will could never give up. A thing that I could never give up. Service an app? No, you know, I've been trying out a lot of different things uh, uh, lately. So on the phone specifically, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, news readers. So I'm actually intrigued by how people are, are sort of sharing content and how people discover uh, new content. Uh, I, I personally use Zite, which yeah. actually 
Flipboard just acquired. It was kind of like a different kind of take on the Flipboard uh, uh, thing. I used it too, and they're going to kill it. They're going to kill it, yeah. Damn. I use Zite was partly because I don't want to sit here and curate a magazine, right? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I'm with you. I want just bring me some stuff that I want to just peruse and, and read. Um, so I'd say that one is definitely, I, I, I'm still looking for a replacement for that. I don't think Prismatic, which is similar to that, is, is uh, uh, you know, a, a, a worthy, uh, you know, equivalent. Um, and then I've also seen interesting apps like, uh, I think Refresh is an interesting business productivity app that kind of enhances your, your interactions with your key contacts. There's some good concepts there. So those are two that, are, that I think are worth checking out. I wonder if it's funny, eh? Like uh, the next business that you get into is going to be uh, about how to uh, how to bring news to the to the desktop or bring news to the mobile. There, there's your next uh, challenge. Uh, Pointcast. Pointcast. Uh, <laughs> Ninety-five. You know, listen, I've been at this for that long, so I remember. Uh, I remember those days. Yeah, I remember exactly. those days as well, man. Listen, I can't thank you enough for doing this. So, should, where should we send people to get more information for you, from you guys? You can download Accompli at the App Store. Just look for Accompli, or you can more easily find it by just going to Accompli.com. A C O M P L I. Double C will take you elsewhere. Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, follow us on Twitter as well at, at, at Accompli. And uh, yeah, we're we're uh, always. Uh, eager to have more people try out our new releases, sign up for our beta for Android, and uh, find out more about you know good tips about how to handle email in a professional world, all that kind of stuff. I love it. So accompli.com, A-C-O-M-P-L-I.com. We'll just do a search in iOS. It's coming in Android. Javier yep. Soltero, thank you so much for being a part of Untethered.tv. I really appreciate your time. It's my pleasure, Rob. It's been great chatting with you today. Well, I love the app. And uh, those of you who are out there listening, watching, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you should stop and go and download this application if you are an iOS user and wait for the Android. And you will actually begin to enjoy email again on your mobile device. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time on Untether.tv.